Hey everyone, welcome to the Cup of Nurses podcast. Another beautiful episode here. Episode 46 of Cup of News. Thank you everyone for listening. And don't forget, this week, April 30th, we have an announcement coming out. We're starting something amazing, something great. I don't want to give any more details. Just make sure you tune in for that day. We'll have a whole episode dedicated to everything that we're, everything we've been working on. Mm. It's been good stuff. Rich was this amazing concept that has been going around, you know, and we're trying to make it more popular, make it bigger. This conscious movement. But episode 46, now every time I say the number of the episode, I can't believe it's like progressing more and more. 46, we're almost at 50. But episode 46, we're going to talk about some cool stuff. We're going to talk about how skin can regenerate itself. We're going to talk about the simulation theory and also the vibration theory. Two interesting concepts that people are starting to bring up more to society and, and become more prevalent over time. Yeah, and vibrational theory has a lot to do with the law of attraction, basically, if you break it down. And it has everything to do with like almost the movement that we're starting when it comes to consciousness because essentially they think that everything's vibrating and everything is moving on in nature. So Matt and I were doing some research, looking at some news topics, and we ran into a new way, or not a new way, but a way that skin is able to regenerate itself. And it's through something called tra- transcription factor. And when I read into this a little bit ago, like it blew my mind. So the transcription factor is a mechanism that allows for gene expression where you could turn off genes and you can turn it back on. And it's just mind-bending. So they figured out how our body does this, and it's through the transcription factor. Yeah, and it's, it's all about the rate of the transcription. So the genetic information, the way it gets cut down into RNA, and that has everything to do with like the way you're programming the mm-hmm. cell, that you're cutting it down, dividing. And it's wild because this is one step towards um, organ regeneration. Mm-hmm. And that's what these microbiologists and all these scientists are like striving for you know we're trying we finally you know developed CRISPR and now the next thing is you know we have DNA is like how do you change it around what does it do and um, you know when you go deeper into this research study is normally your body does this through growth factor right and growth factor is like this natural substance that the skin you know cells um, use to support basically skin repair uh, damaged cells and as a result I mean, it's a beautiful mechanism, you know, and it's sometimes either created by the cells themselves. Sometimes they're in the cellular matrix, which is the fluid that like the cells are in. But what's crazy about this is the scientists discovered that, hey, we could we could replicate this same way of cellular regeneration in the skin, but 20 to 25 percent better mm-hmm. using um, sulfurous, right? Sulfurous compounds that are known to be in broccoli and Brussels sprouts. That's what blew my mind the most is we're using compounds from literally vegetables that are able to take those compounds from the vegetables, introduce them to our bodies or a petri dish or whatever they, they use for this experiment, and you're able to literally quicken the way genes are expressed and you can literally turn them on and off using, via this mechanism. And it enhances the effectiveness, right, by 20 25%. Yeah. Like, that's insane. And that, that's... Interesting to look at because this is a component that's located in vegetables. So that, that concept that we're, we're all stem from one, that almost reinforces it. Because that makes sense if we're using the same components for, from broccoli, from different vegetables, from different plants, putting it in our body and having it do something for our benefit. is mind-blowing. Yeah, because we're trying to find out like how growth factor does this amazing job. Like It's in charge of organ development. It's in charge of angiogenesis, which is like, you know, like during like a heart attack, your body's able to produce new blood vessels to continue like circulate and um, create oxygen for like the heart muscles. And it's also like wound healing. So, you know, and it's interesting because when you look at like burn victims, you know, like right now we 
can't do as much. I'm sure there's some advanced care in it. I've I don't, I've never done burns personally, but like when I was researching with technology, they're able to use like this vacuum and extract um, healthy skin cells and actually spray them on to help with like cellular regeneration in a way of the skin. But now we're finding out the genetic components of how to do it. That's pretty sick. That's actually that's actually really cool. I looked into it too with the whole taking off. I think they're epithelial cells, yeah. And then they put the epithelial cells on the, the burned area of the body, and they tend to regrow. But the success rate for that, I don't think it's as as high as if you would use actual skin. Do you know how they could take skin from different parts of your body and put it on different parts of the, your other body, like a like a muscle flap? You take skin from different part and you yeah. over overlay it where it needs to be. It's not as effective as that. So imagine if you're able to use like a combination of this artificial like skin or these this like transcription factor with like actual skin and even improve the the success rate. Because imagine you're, you're spraying on not just epithelial cells, but epithelial cells that have modified transcription factor. Right. And it's able to grow quicker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and they're also thinking that maybe in the future they could also like potentially prevent cancer, right? Because if you have these transcription factors, which technically are in charge of creating healthy cells and improving like cellular division. You know how like basically cells divide, they mutate and they're created, created cancerous cells. What if we could reverse that process before the cell even mutates to cancer? Right. And That'd you could, you could, you could create a transcription factor to prevent that, you know? Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, we know that for a fact, like once tissue becomes fibrous, once tissue becomes scarred, there's no way to like reverse that. You can't reverse a scarred liver once it's scarred. It's just cirrhosis. Yeah. Well, maybe we could have a mechanism to prevent that scarring from happening. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Or it could even be as complex as this transcription factor knows what genes cause cancer and on it turns them off. And that's kind of what you're saying too, right? Com complete prevention. We knew we know which genes signal your body to overproduce cells, make a tumor, and then make a cancerous tumor and metastasize and all that. And we could make it so complex that we'll turn those off before it even has the chance to even think about turning yes. it off. So it's like, you know, right now we're in this phase where these scientists are figuring out what is this master factor, this transcription factor that's able to regenerate skin. And the next step is going to be able to look at organs and figuring out what is the, the organs master cell mm -hmm. transcription factor, whatever it is that divides those cells and how can we stimulate cells from happening even though it's not in our genetic code right. and that's what's crazy because i mean are they playing god i mean they're doing they're doing some wild stuff imagine in the future i mean technically this is like cloning but you're cloning you're not even cloning organs you're just breeding them it. from you're creating from scratch you are because you have the power to turn any cell even the power to turn one cell into any kind of cell that's basically you have the power to create life yeah it's, it's, you're just going to create a new market right because then you could theoretically if you could make one cell turn to whatever you want and then reproduce you could make a fetus or an embryo out of a petri dish theoretically that's what it might come down to and you know a couple people say you can make clones well maybe you don't need to need clones you can just make artificial humans from a petri dish uh, yeah instead of like cloning up like a body you could just create a body that you need with the correct gene sequences so it gets a good good so it gets a proper and good phenotypes that you, you're looking for and artificially make make a human like you would grow a plant isn't that crazy yeah i'm just thinking about it. i don't know what's going to happen you know mm -hmm. like right now we're predicting the future of this technology that's that we just discovered 
And we don't know what's going to happen in 10 years, but imagine 100 years of Excel technology. Mm-hmm. And that's going to like, you know, this goes into, you know, life is just a perception. Is it just a simulation, right? Which is a interesting freaking theory. I don't know. We might be living in a simulation. We may even create the simulations, yeah. what the theory is with like virtual reality, right? Mm-hmm. So the simulation theory, we looked into it before I hopped on here. And it's very intriguing. Morgan Freeman talked about it too. As we've got watched one of the videos on YouTube. And the basic synopsis of this theory is that the world that we're living in could be a simulation. So one day we could wake up and be like, oh, wow, what just happened there? And you can be like, how long was I away for? And the person can be like, an hour. And like, that was an hour? And that felt like 80 years. Let's say you would die at the age of 80. So you feel like 80 years has passed by, but that's just you ending the simulation. It's like inception, bro. Yeah, and then you pull out the, the, the headset or the you know goggles and you realize that, hey, that was all fake, but it sucked me in that deep. Like, you know, kids get sucked into video games and they're almost p- playing that game as if it was real life, like Call of Duty or Sims and things like that. That's kind of the theory that these people are pr- pr- proposing. I mean, look at back in the day when you're like in high school playing like, like just say Battlefield mm-hmm. and you were able to see how much hours you clocked and like sometimes we had 30 hours of game time. Mm-hmm. And if you equate that all together, like we spent a day and a half of nonstop in this television, which is like this 3D dimensional space that was created. Like our our reality was in that game, the buildings, the shooting and staying alive. It's yeah. wild how stimulating that is. And that was like, that's 10 years ago. Now VR is coming back. You've never had those headsets yeah. on. Like you'll realize how how much of like how real it is, bro. Like imagine having the virtual reality glasses on and google maps is all over the all over the floor wherever you look it's google maps and you could zoom in on that location on that continent and see everything and almost like literally touch it mm-hmm. that'd be crazy i mean it's gonna be possible because i mean it's gonna be possible it is gonna be possible but i'm not a big believer in it you could say i feel like we're not living in a simulation but they argue that there's two options it's either we so the theory itself is that there's a simulation and there's a simulation within a simulation and a simulation within a simulation and you just keep getting more and more and more simulations so there's almost infinite amount of simulations. So it's either we're A, starting the simulation off. So we're not in simulation theory, but we're going to start it off. So we're the first person to ever create a simulation. So that's one spectrum of it. And the other spectrum is we're last in line and we still haven't figured it out on how to create another simulation. Because all this theory is saying is that simulations are within simulations. And... The crazy concept of that is where time becomes almost infinite. Because yeah. if you go another simulation, like I'd say video games, like it's go back to RuneScape. Like, you know, you, you level up over hours, right? So the character's life is over hours, not over years like ours, right? So that's how the simulation works. So as you progress to different simulations, time becomes quicker and quicker and quicker. And when you wake up, time is even bigger than it was, even bigger than it was. It just keeps on yeah. going. So if this is a simulation and a simulation prior... If this is a simulation and people that are controlling the simulation, for us, 24 hours is in a, in a day. For them, it might be 1,024. So that's why this is almost obsolete. It might feel like a long time, 80 years in this life, but when you wake up and you realize that, that was a simulation and that was only an hour, imagine how long that, that, that being's life is. Yeah. I don't necessarily buy that, mm-hmm. but when I think of sometimes like my own version of like a simulation theory is like just looking at how fake this world is sometimes like you know the things that we consume the media the tv the whole hollywood scene i feel like that's that illusion that you know 
being sucked into materialism and things like that. I feel like that's almost like a simulation if people took off their blindfolds and saw the world for what it is and how, you know, we talk about disconnected from consciousness or the, the source we are. I feel like that's like almost like a mini simulation because it's like everything's so artificial. Look at like currency. Like imagine if we just dropped the U.S. dollar today. Like what would happen? How would we function? That was almost like a simulation in a way. So it's like we played a Monopoly game. Right. And now all of a sudden, Monopoly doesn't exist. It's just physical land. You can just grab it. And now we have to rely on trade and communication to thrive. And we're going to go from this giant society to now groups and tribes and many little uh, civilizations. You never know. Yeah. That's the great thing about it. That's the mystery of life. Like we don't know. We don't fully understand pyramids. Obviously, humans build them at some point. So it's like, it's like how did you figure it out? Mm-hmm. And why can't we replicate it? Because if you think about it with the pyramids, if one brick is off by millimeters, over time, the buildings would fall apart and you wouldn't even be able to stack them properly. Because yeah. uh, there was thousands and thousands and thousands of bricks, right? So if you miss one by one millimeter, it, it progresses to a bigger gap the higher you go. And you wouldn't be able to make a pyramid at the top. And they're supposed to be covered in marble and limestone. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Those pyramids were supposed to be super shiny. And maybe they were because it was over 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Or however long. It's yeah. probably longer, right? That's what they were saying. Made out of limestone and, if, and with precise precision. That's insane. We can't replicate it. And if you're just off by millimeters, the whole thing falls apart and no pyramid can ever be built. It has to be, it has to be perfect. Yeah, and we don't know like what kind of like ancient science or special science they discovered or how the world operates. You know, they're all into geometry and stuff. And remember that Instagram photo I just showed you not too long ago about the eye of Horus? And if you cut or cut our brain in a sagittal view that that literally i is the pineal gland you know what if we literally are the center of our universe in a way and we all are and that this is going to go into the whole vibrational theory and i don't want to go there yet but it's just wild what that civilization might have discovered and we all lost it now we're relearning it and just like you mentioned what if like something happens like where there's just this another natural disaster now we have to relearn everything Mm -hmm. That's another theory that I probably should look into. There's just theory out there, not to jump into another theory, but there's a theory out there that says there's always a catastrophe on Earth every X length of time. And with the catastrophe, history gets almost wiped out. So only a certain amount of humans survive and they have to ruin everything. They have to adapt to the environment. And it's like almost a, a new life. Because eventually, over time, people forget what happened. Wow. Right, because if there's like a giant catastrophe and you're back into the Stone Age, how are you gonna write? You don't know how to write. You gotta figure it out. So you're basically useless as a human. Yeah, e- and you e- gotta slowly figure things out from again. So that's why there's a hieroglyphics and stuff like that. You know, there's people relearning things over time. And there's always one catastrophe every X amount of years that wipes it out. And it's like a fresh slate, relearn everything. That's why right. people are saying that we don't know how the pyramids were built because there's a catastrophe that wiped out all the people that knew how to make pyramids and we still could have figured it out, but we figured out a different technology. Right, and like, you know, it's interesting. We talk about like climate change is a big thing now. I'm not discrediting that maybe we're causing pollution that's increasing our environment's temperature, right? We could be a factor to it, but what if this is Earth's like cycle, right? We, we, we never question the nature of what the Earth is because we don't know it yet. We barely freaking figured out, discovered the ocean. <laughs> And it's like, all of a sudden... I was died right there. Was that funny? I was aspirated. No, I was I aspirated. I take a sip. I was like, wait, what did I say? No, you say I was, um, Like, think about this. It's like, one, 
I, I like looked at the news and it was just like, okay, we need to eliminate red meat all of a sudden. Like this is this big attack. Bill Gates said we need to be eating lab-grown synthetic meat. It's better for our body. More and more disconnection from the freaking damn nat- true nature of ourselves. Now climate change, they're recommending eating less than four pounds of meat a year or something like that. Like what the heck? So now we're going towards that. And remember, there's always some profit motives for that. Right now, there's gonna be gen- genetically made lab meat. Right, all these labs are gonna profit. Now, I don't know. It's like that's only like four percent of like the emissions that's causing climate change. What about the freaking corporations that are causing all this climate change? They're not looked at. And just like you said, instead of putting money into the companies so they could figure out their own issues, why not have a go- governing body to actually um, make positive change or say, hey, these corporations are running at a you know, unsafe rate. Let's clo- literally close them down if they're not complying. Yeah. Why? Why kind of? What kind of? Why doesn't that happen? It doesn't happen because of lobbying and who the hell actually runs shit. Mm. Not to get off topic about all this. But it's yeah. crazy because the same people that are causing the pollution are the ones running the regulations. Yes. So they're the ones creating the pollution and are setting and are setting the boundaries and limits of how much pollution they can create. So how does it make any kind of sense? Do you guys ever question that nature of your reality? Mm-hmm. When that could be a whole. That's a whole simulation within itself. It's like, dude. America is based on LLCs and they're literally running the show and we don't see it for what it is because we're so sucked into this entertainment and everything else. My we're living is, in it, right? Yeah. My thing is everyone's for climate uh, for climate change. Hey, you guys have the climate, but yet we're pushing for this giant disconnect between humans and nature, right? Constantly. Like constantly, like even with, with the food that we eat. So we can't eat animals and plants. We got to eat this artificial stuff that they make in a lab. Because that's going to solve global warming. How does it make any kind of sense? You're trying to be more with nature, so you're pushing away from nature? Yeah. And creating this artificial it, stuff? It, it's just the whole lockdown thing where we need movement and exercise because we're humans. And now now lock us in so we have you know poor mental health and our immune systems weaken. Freaking ass backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And we're who knows if we're taking that route too. We just won't know until we go too deep into that hole where we can't dig ourselves out. Mm-hmm. And this goes smoothly into our next theory, which is the vibration theory. So I'll explain my take on it, and then Matt has a better idea of how this is. But these are still pretty complex. All these theories are pretty complex. But Yeah, and this is yeah. all opinion. This is not the end-all, be-all truth. It's always the theory. Yeah. But so it's, what we, it's what we do here. We're going to explain different things, different ideas, you know, and we like to look at all the viewpoints, perspectives, and concepts, and kind of pick a little bit from each one to harness as, as our own. Because there's always some good and, and some kind of knowledge, right? There's always yeah. some good you could grasp from these theories and these ideas and these concepts. There's, a, there's right? many of many nuggets of gold yeah. and maybe someone maybe someone that's listening even had a better perspective mm-hmm. on it that we don't even know about, but we just gave them that that answer. So share it with us, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so with the vibration theory, it's a theory that we all function on a certain vibration and we either increase that vibration or decrease the vibration depending on our mood, feelings, how we react to, to the world, how we are consciously, how we are physically, mentally. And that's all stems down to the frequency. So the way you are as a human, you put off a frequency. And if your frequency is lower, it means you're in a maybe negative mood, a lower frequency. Maybe you're ill, maybe you're sick. You're somewhere below homeostasis, you could say. And then if you're above the frequency, that's a good thing. That means you're, I don't want to say overly happy, but you are where you're supposed to be. And there's a middle ground where you're kind of okay. Something like that. And then the things that you eat, the thing that you watch on TV, your mood, the way your thoughts are are composed, the way you talk to yourself, and everything you do is guided by these frequencies and you're always on some kind of a level. Yes. Yeah, something like that? Yeah, you, you made a very good point, right? So you're always like synchronized, you're always vibrating, right? 
I always like to look at it like water, right? You know, like how water is always either a liquid, solid, or a gas, but technically it's still these molecules and they're moving and they're bouncing against each other. And that's what we are like literally made of. Like we're made of chemical reactions, but down to that molecular level, we're always vibrating. And just like I brought it up, it's like, how come when you're in a coffin, this might sound crazy, you like decay. You decay because even though your body's dead and you're not present there, it's still moving. It's still vibrating because nature is always at a continuum. So as you were born, you will be turned back into dust, right, is what uh, Jesus or God said. So it's um like going back to like what is this vibrational theory? Like, like what is like awareness? Like you're here. You're at the center point of awareness, but I'm here. And this is the center point of awareness, but we're all like vibrating with the same type of frequency. So what is it? What is this like center of awareness? So our connection with each other is, is a frequency. Yeah, That's how we're essentially. Able to be independent, but also together at the same time. Right. It's, it's weird how that works. And like, look at like at the hospital, we have like these EEGs that we plug into people's brains or like, you know, um, it's not uh, what's called invasive for those that are non-medical. And it's like we're studying their brain, brain wavelengths to, to pronounce them brain dead to see if they're maybe encephalopathic or maybe they have seizure activity how does that work where like some kind of like radioactive beacon in the brain mm -hmm. and um, just like you mentioned like yes it'll affect everything all your moods and you know like you have the mind and the body and the spirit but this this um, vibrational frequency it's a feeling and the way you're feeling is the way you're you're vibrating in a way mm -hmm. and that's the vibrational energy that you're in and it dictates to what you're going to extract mm -hmm. attract and that's what like the law of attraction is in a way is like if you're vibrating for a, po a positive emotion you have to literally become that positive emotion in order to attract it that's why people say it's like if you want to feel like a millionaire you already have to like act and feel like it and that's what you're going to att attract you know you can't like be so distant from that right because technically we all we all ha are able to tap into any kind of vibrational frequency. We just have to become aware of it and get to that level. I mean, there, I mean, there's like layers to this, and it might sound like it might sound crazy to somebody listening, but like I don't know. Over time, just questioning things, thinking about it, it makes a lot of sense. But everything sounds crazy. Like right. certain religions sound sound crazy if you think about it. Like, hey, a guy came down down to earth. He was God's son that got crucified. Like that sounds crazy. If I if I had no idea what religion was, and somebody told me that, I'd be like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, so these are just theories because we truly don't know what life is. We just live by experience and based on, on our perception. So theoretically, vibration theory fits in fairly well because if you live your life in a positive manner and imagine yourself being successful and doing all the things that are beneficial for you, eating right, sleeping right, saying the right things and doing positive stuff, you're technically on a higher frequency, right? So obviously you're going to attract those things, which, which makes sense with the vibration theory that your life is going to go that way because you're imagining that and yeah. imagining yourself going through that. And it's, yeah, and it's like a um, couple examples here is like um, fireflies, right? They all somehow come together and they mystically sync up and they start firing the same flash. Like, how, how does that work? Please explain nature to me, you know? Like, is there some kind of underlying frequency or bees? Or, you know, a laser, right? When you produce... A laser, like photons have to literally sync up with the right frequency to admit that, like mm -hmm. that beam. And another one is like the moon's rotation. It's exactly synced up with like Earth's like orbit. Like how the hell are ocean waves affected by like the moon? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, like do, do, we, do we ever like, you know, do we ever think about that? Mm -hmm. 
and you know what I thought about now? It's like everything in the brain has different like wavelengths, like gamma, delta, beta, alpha. Like maybe dreaming is technically still reality because it's a perception because we're going down to that frequency in a way in that brain wavelength to activate that state of the dream. Mm. But what the heck is dreaming? We just don't know, right? What if that's our way to create simulation? If you could have somebody be in a dream state for three hours, imagine that. Imagine you being in a dream for three hours. Imagine how long that dream could be. Because sometimes you paint this whole story in your dream and you go through life in your dream, but it's only been two, three hours, four hours. Yeah. Or, or if even, you take like minutes. a 15, power, 15 minute power yeah. nap and you're just like, damn, I thought about so much shit. Yeah, and you go through a bunch of stuff in, in your head and you know, maybe that's how we're going to create a simulation in the future is by being able to put somebody in a dream state for a long time. So we're going to hop on and we're going to lay in this, this seat and we're going to put on this helmet and we're going to fall asleep and once our our brain is in the dream state, the machine picks it up and is able to enhance that dream with these frequency stimulations to keep you on the same frequency of dreaming. And that's your alternate reality. That's your simulation. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be creepy, crazy. bro. That's why I like the whole Elon Musk thing, but I don't know what that chip is going to do inside of my brain. Yeah, what kind of, what can it activate? Because it's like, look at already like these cell phones, what social media does to us, the way it makes us feel the whole like button thing makes us care about how we look. We got to prepare and look fancy. Like, yeah, it's, it's wild, bro. And like going back to vibration, everything like this, this is everything. Why we're so passionate about this, why we're kind of doing the movement too, is because essentially everything is about vibrating. Everything is about becoming a higher frequency, escaping that negativity that we have in the society. And in order to make a positive impact in life, like you have to be, vibrating at a higher frequency and that's what we're going to try to do and help people yeah that's perfect that's beautiful man almost i'm gonna shed a tear like you know, you we should do a speech if you if someone said hey can someone present vibration theory we should present vibration theory i'm gonna go on tedx for this one for sure i, I would love to be a public speaker bro mm -hmm. i think i think i have it maybe in me we'll see i mean mm -hmm. i am podcasting right yeah i mean you're you're a pretty good talker man yeah if you ask about anything you give an opinion on everything you know I so know. it's good you're Good talking points. Good talking points. We like to chat. Yeah. You want to wrap this one up? We should end it right here, right now. All right, ladies and gents. Hope you guys enjoyed discovering skin repair, how it works, the mechanism, the future of organ regeneration, and two theories that don't have a bad or a good. It's just whatever life perception you have. And we presented you guys an interesting perspective on what life may be. Yep. Thank you so much. I remember April 30th. Big news. Don't forget to check us out. Peace. Bye.